Welcome to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World. Two film buff friends decide to spend their remaining days creating and watching the ultimate movie bucket list. A podcast filled with film discussions, movie reviews, and a healthy dose of juicy celebrity gossip. Cinephiles unite. We're going to need each other. Oi! <laughs> oh yeah, that's good. It's like saying oi. Yeah. It's a fun word to it's say. It's a fun word to say, yeah. I also can't do this accent. It's really hard. And I'm not even going to try because I've heard myself try different accents on this podcast. And, <laughs> and some I of would them like are to apologize to anybody <laughs> who's listening to this. Yeah. I, I, you know, in your head, you hear yeah, yourself absolutely. so differently. Than it's like how I hear myself accent. doing an Irish accent. I think I yeah. sound like Colin Farrell. <laughs> I don't. Oh, Colin Farrell. What a beauty. Yep. Meets. Hi, Nadim. How's it going? <laughs> Living and breathing. Ask me. Ask me. Nadim, how's it going? I am thriving and surviving. Wow. There you go. That's what it was. I forgot. Up, up. I'm actually. <laughs> I'm glad you solved it that took mystery. Two weeks to figure it out. Yeah. What a life. What a life. Mita, you had some movie viewing, and I have something to talk about, but I think yours will be quicker. So we'll start with you. Okay, so time for my favorite segment, <laughs> Mita at the movies. Yes. <laughs> I know you hate that I have this segment. <laughs> I watched two movies this week yes. in the theater. Mm-hmm. I saw House of Gucci mm-hmm. and I saw Belfast. Yes. And I was hoping to keep Belfast a secret, but then you were like a really good detective. <laughs> I was a good crime solver. You were impressed with you, that, right? Yeah, yeah, I was. And you figured out that I had seen it. And so I did. But I will start with The House of Gucci. Okay. And I will let you know that you do not need to see this in a theater. Really? You can wait, you can wait till this is available on some streaming platform. Really? If you like. That I is... really did not enjoy it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it was very frivolous in that it's just like here here is beautiful people in like cool clothing and let's mix in some like movies from the 80s but there's no actual story here and I think based off like trailers and what I had seen I thought it was about Patrizia Reggiani's like attempted murder on her husband who was one of the heirs of Gucci. Is that Did not you know this what you're giving is? me a It is No that's what I'm wanting because I'm just like <laughs> is that not what it's about? <laughs> It is, but, like, they they go all over the place in terms of, like, what the story is. And they're also trying to tell you about the Gucci family. And it just, like, lacks, to- lacks control and focus and, like, doesn't make sense. Like, it makes sense, but it actually doesn't make sense because there's also, like, no timeline given. Like, they randomly pop in years here and there, but you don't understand what's happening and when it's happening. And there's no purpose and to that, like, erratic timeline? No. Okay. And then and parts of it, I'm like, oh, did this happen before this or after? Like, I was unsure about what was going on. And then when I did my Wikipedia research after, they didn't follow actual fo- timelines oh. at all. Like, one thing that I don't think is too much of a spoiler is that they show that they have a daughter. Mm -hmm. They actually have two daughters in real life. And the year in which they show the daughter being born doesn't match up with when the daughter was actually born. There's so many... lazy filmmaking. Lazy, so many liberties taken on this. And, like, 
I walked away from that theater and I was like, maybe because this is a biopic, like that's why I don't like it. Because typically I do love a good, I love reading a biography, but I don't know if I love watching them as much. And then I was trying to think like, what is a good biopic that I've seen and like, why do I like it? And I instantly went to like I, Tanya. And I love I, Tanya. Love I, Tanya. It's telling you a story that you know, but it's telling it you, you telling it to you from a different perspective. Yep. And like something that maybe you didn't know or like had heard about, but like it's actually entertaining. And this it tells the story of her attempting to murder her husband. It is way too long. It's way too dragged out. Mm-hmm. And there's no message behind it. There's mm-hmm. nothing like I didn't learn anything about these characters. And my other big qualm with it is the Italian accents yeah. <laughs> in this movie. Gaga does well and Pacino does well. Jared Leto is a caricature. And that's the other thing with this. It's like so this movie has so many different tones. Like it's trying to be a comedy in some aspects. Mm. It's trying to be a really serious drama. It just lacks a lot of focus. And then Jeremy Irons' Italian accent mm. isn't even an Italian accent. It's just Jeremy Irons speaking. And it's really disappointing. You really didn't like this. I didn't like it. Wow. I, I checked my phone probably three times being like, when is this over? Wow. And... I was so shocked, though, when I, sorry, when I left the theater, how many, first of all, it was filled with women. Yeah. And I, how many of them were like, oh my gosh, that was so good. And I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Did we watch the same movie? Before we moved to Belfast, how was Gaga? Gaga's great in it. I wouldn't say like, let's give her all the awards. Yeah. Let's give her a nomination. Um, Let's give her a nomination. I'm, I'm fine with that. I don't know. I haven't seen everything yet, so I can't speak. Yeah. To who I think there is one person who I really want to win an award this year, but I'm gonna not say it because I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> and I haven't even seen the no, movie. No, you yet, have not. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I'm not gonna say it because I don't want to jinx it for them. I think we can nominate her because she does a really good job, okay. and I think she is really proving herself as an actress. Good for I'm Gaga. I'm not surprised she's a great actress though. Like that makes yeah. sense to me. I fe- yeah, it feels very natural. Mm-hmm. What about Belfast? Belfast, I had complete opposite feeling <laughs> towards. First of all, Belfast is only like an hour, an hour and a half. Yeah. So like perfect timing. It's such like, efficient filmmaking. It really is. Yeah. And it's just, well, okay. When I first was watching it, I thought I went into the wrong theater. Yeah. I, <laughs> how it starts. And you're kind of like, right? wait. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was like, am I in the right spot? But then it starts and it's. It's just so charming right yeah. off the bat and so warm and inviting and not a story I would say I would typically be interested in mm-hmm. knowing about and like be um, something I would seek to learn. Um, but I'm so glad that I watched it because yeah. I did learn new things and it felt like a little bit, it has like the kind of tone and charm of Jojo Rabbit in a way. Yeah. Without yeah. being like so self-aware. Yeah. Yeah. Without that sarcasm yeah. attached to it, um, which is really lovely. And like, I don't think there are a lot of films made like this mm-hmm. anymore. And this is done really well. And I, I appreciate Kenneth Branagh for telling us his story. Yeah, I really like Belfast. And like I said, did you do you agree with what I said about like see it sooner than later? Because the high like if it becomes a front runner, it's people are not going to get it. Because yeah, you're right. This totally will get obnoxious by January. Yeah. But I, I really did enjoy it. I really like it. I really liked it. And it left a very nice feeling in my like my heart and my mind. I, like, I have a very fond memory of watching it. It's just a nice story. You know? Yeah. 
What did you want to talk about? Okay, Mita. It is award season, and so there's a lot of things coming out. But what it isn't is award season in India. Award season in India isn't a thing. But there's a lot of Bollywood movies coming out in the next little mm-hmm. while. A lot of exciting things. It's kind of like things in India with COVID have kind of relaxed. Theaters have opened up, and a lot of shit is coming out. And like exciting stuff, like really entertaining looking people trying things, like an attempt at doing a lot of things. So there's a lot of stuff. Every day there's a trailer for something that comes out. And I'm like, oh, I want to see this. Oh, I want to see this. And that's that's really nice to see. Mm-hmm. One of the movies I'm really excited about is called Chandigarh Kare Ashikhi. And okay. which means let's let's romance in Chandigarh. Chandigarh is a city outside of Delhi. <laughs> so anyways, this stars Ayushman Khurana and Vani mm-hmm. Kapoor. And it is a story about a muscle head played by the great Ayushman Khurana who falls in love with a woman who turns out to be trans. Whoa, Bollywood. So played by Vani Kapoor, who is a cis woman. Mm. So I want to talk about this. <laughs> Specifically, <laughs> when I'm watching, the, when I when the trailers came out and like the music is great, it looks like a very entertaining, mass appealing film that is talking about something very niche and something very important. Mm-hmm but something that wouldn't get made here for a variety of reasons. But Vani Kapoor is a cis woman. Yes. Should she be playing this role? I want to go back to what you say about it not being made here. Because I think it would be made here and it would... I think there would be a big issue with who is playing this character. But would it? Why isn't it being made here? Why is this movie that is a romantic comedy... Being mm-hmm. made in India, which is considered a far more conservative country, where mm-hmm. trans rights are a lot more open here, we're meant to be a lot more open-minded of a, as, a, as a community, as like the North American mindset. So why hasn't a movie about this, which is a very obvious idea if you think about it, because he falls in love with this girl, doesn't realize she's trans until like she tells him after. So like it's mm-hmm. a there's twist. So it's a very obvious setup. Why hasn't this movie been made here? I'm really worried of what this movie is going to be, though. Because, like, I think about something like, um, what's that Priyanka Chopra one? Dostana. Dostana. It's not. And there's a couple of things that give me that confidence. A, the actor in it, Ayushman Khurana, has made some exceptional movie choices. He -hmm. makes a lot of these mass-appealing social movies. He appeared as a gay man in India's first gay romantic comedy. Mm -hmm. He played, there is this movie, this great movie called Badaiho, where he plays a young guy with older parents who get pregnant. Oh. And it's very, very funny and very, like, it's, it's, there's, he's done a lot of these movies. The director, Abhishek Kapoor, has made some really good movies that have been very sensitive and very, like, progressive minded. This Mm -hmm. is not going to be an insensitive movie. Okay. So it's not going to be that. We don't know yet. I'm, I, can, I can say it pretty confidently <laughs> yeah. it's not. And you can tell by the trailer, like, what the mindset and what the aim of this movie is, is yeah. really to show that, like, love is love, trans people deserve love, and so yeah. what? Well, and it's interesting that you say that, but then this character is not being played by a trans person. Because I actually tend to go along with, like, if you're going to have those characters represented on the screen, they should be played by people who are of that nature so 
here's my thing is that would this movie get made vani kapoor is a is a celebrity she's a star she's an actress who's appeared in like a lot she's an a-lister mm-hmm. would this movie get made without an a-lister and would it have the same appeal this is a, again it's a mass appealing romantic comedy so let's weigh the balance here this movie is being made with two a-listers mm-hmm. with this subject that has the mm-hmm. chance of appealing to an audience that may not understand it and may actually gain something from watching something like this. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, you make it with a trans woman who no one knows. The movie doesn't get the audience notoriety, it, notoriety yeah. or the audience it needs and it kind of goes away and people don't really see it. I think like the intention there is good. I can understand people's concerns though of like this isn't actual representation and The fact that like, okay, yeah, more people are going to see it, but they're going to see it being portrayed by somebody who doesn't have those real experiences. And like, I think it's all dependent on a viewer too. Like I'm I'm not trans, so I obviously can't speak to that and what that would mean to me if I did see somebody on the screen who was trans playing a trans character. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, in a lot of ways, like, they, they should be able to see those people on the screen. Like, there's no reason why we can't have these stories. But I can also understand that how disheartening it can be, too, to have to realize the only way people are going to see your story, the only way you're going to be representa- represented in media is if people who aren't like you are playing you. But why does progress have to be all at once? It doesn't. It's just like... At the same time, it's twenty, almost 2022. Like, December is tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's almost 2022 and you would hope. I, I, I don't know. It's really hard for myself to put myself in, in that kind of perspective because I don't know what that's like. And I don't want to say anything because I don't know anything. And I feel kind of uneducated on those matters. But you would hope that... An industry as big as Bollywood, like, I'm sure there are Indian actresses who are trans. No, for sure there are. But there are American actresses who are trans. So my question is, if that's the argument, again, we still haven't seen that here, where we talk about trans representation in movies and Mm -hmm. all of that. There was this movie from, I think, Spain or Venezuela, A Fantastic Woman. Okay. Which was played, and the actress who plays it was a trans woman, and it is about a trans woman. Mm-hmm. You know, that was a part of the story. But we have not seen that in North American film. No, we haven't. We haven't even come the close. The only thing I can think of is Trans America, which I never, I haven't seen yeah. it. So, and I mean, we've seen there's slowly progression in that, like, they'll get these, like, minor characters. Like, I think about Laverne Cox and, like, but Mita, if we're talking but it's about one, I, one person out of how many? Yeah, right? exactly. And yeah. if we're talking about why, why not? Why, if, if there's supposed to be representation and diversity, there are trans actresses in North America. Why have we not seen a trans romantic comedy then? I can't answer that. I'm not making these <laughs> movies. <laughs> no, I get it. All I'm trying to say yeah. is, I see. I really do see both ends of the argument, and we should move on to our real like review here. <laughs> I see both ends of the argument. I really, legitimately do. I think my whole thing is, I've really thought about this because, like, the music is pumping. It's a great soundtrack, and I've been listening to it a lot, so mm-hmm. it's on my mind a lot. And I think, why do we have to view one community and one culture's life from a North American lens? Who's saying that? But isn't that the mentality, though? If we're saying that 
if we're talking about representation here and representation, you know, in North America, that like there are trans actresses and they should be the ones playing those roles. Why does yeah. that have to be transplanted into India where sensitivities and how people live and how people act are different? That movie is not getting made with a trans actress right now. What It doesn't matter that it's 2022 because 2022 in India has different rules than 2022 in North America. So isn't the progress the fact that this movie is getting made? It's actually up? being yeah. made. Yeah, I I can see that. I also, it's hard for me to like break down that mentality of like it is different in India because yeah. and but that's where all my concerns are of like it is different in India, and so I don't. I'm really interested to see what this movie does because again, I think about something like Dostana, which takes the concept of two men. It's basically what's that? Um, Adam Sandler and Kevin James. Oh movie? yeah, I know. I now pronounce I know you Chuck and Larry, Larry yeah. or whatever. This came out before it's basi- that. <laughs> yeah, it it is basically that concept, yeah. and it is so it's so troublesome. <laughs> it was troublesome. It Don't get me wrong. When you watch yeah. it today, though, yeah. And now we do have a gay romantic comedy that's come out in India, but at the time, that was the only way of having that representation on screen. Mm. So again, I again, I don't know the answers and I'm not professing to know the answers. Yeah. I think I'm just saying why do we have to view things in one place through the lens of how we view them here? View things through another. I think I just do that because that's what I'm familiar with and yeah. I think people in India would think the same thing of North American films. It it's maybe not right, but that's no, just how no. the cookie crumbles. Well, I want to change all of that. Okay. That's my goal. And in we're going to start with how we view the full Monty. Ooh. <laughs> because this week we did yes. watch a movie. We're not just here to wax poetic about House of Gucci and Bollywood movies about trans people. House of Gucci. I'm so mad at it. <laughs> we either really didn't like it. I really didn't. But this week we watched Nadim's pick. Yeah. The full Monty. We sure did. Meets. Give us a discro. A discro for the full Monty. Six unemployed steelworkers form a male striptease act. The women cheer them on to go for the full Monty. Total nudity. Yes, that is it. <laughs> I don't know who wrote that. Who wrote that? It's terribly written. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. But it is what the movie is. <laughs> it is what the movie is, but it's a terribly so, written logline. Good job, whoever wrote that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that is the description of the full Monty yeah. Nadim. Can you let our listeners and myself know mm-hmm. why you chose the full Monty for this week? Yes. So a few reasons. This is, I know mm-hmm. we are in the middle of holiday season and I picked AI because I thought it was in the holiday season. Turns out <laughs> it had nothing to do with the holiday season. So mm-hmm. that was maybe not the best choice, but I thought about finding a holiday movie for this film. And I just couldn't find something because I just couldn't find something. I wasn't, I'm not big on holiday movies. I don't celebrate Christmas personally, even though Mm -hmm. I love some of the holiday times and I've seen all the big things. So I couldn't really, and I do have one, but it's my last movie. Oh, of this because I have I have three in December, so I do have one holiday movie, but I'm keeping it for the end. It's for for the it's for not next week, but the week week after. after, Yeah. Okay. So I needed to find something for this, and I thought, you know. I could try to force something. I could try to find a holiday movie. But then I thought, hey, instead of a holiday movie, what if I just pick something that's feel good? Something that's light and something that's like fun to watch. Something that just makes you feel good about things. And more often than not, that's not my go-to when I pick movies. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> literally, like my first note was like, I'm so glad Nadim is like branching out. <laughs> I tend to like darker things. I like more serious things. And I always do have issues finding lighthearted films because Mm -hmm. movies that I like, they just tend not to be. And so for me to find a movie that is lighthearted, A, that is lighthearted that I like and that Mita hasn't seen, is a bit of a tall order. But when I found out Mita hadn't seen The Full Monty, I was just like, all right, it's going on the list. And then when it came time to pick pick, pick a movie for this day for during holiday season i was just like you know what it's gonna be the full monty i'll be honest it was between two films and i'm not gonna do the second one so i'll tell you what it was it was okay. between the full monty and billy elliot oh but that been i quite like billy elliot is nice and you should watch it you'd enjoy it but i have a real soft spot for the full monty for, for the full monty yeah. i feel like this like whole week for me just has been warm like UK hugs because I watched <laughs> Belfast on yeah on true. and then I watched this too yeah. and I was just like I want to move to the UK yeah. <laughs> exactly uh, but now I'm eager to hear your thoughts the full Montina theme yeah. what a choice literally my first note was like oh I'm so glad that you're branching out and like this is not something that I would would think you would pick mm-hmm. when I was watching it because. It is so cute and charming <laughs> and just like full of joy. Yeah. And I don't necessarily think of you when I think of this. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean it in the most loving way possible. Yeah, absolutely. But that's not your jam. But so thank you so much for choosing You're that because welcome. that this is in a lot of ways as I was watching, I was like, this could be like a holiday movie. Yeah. Though. Like if this was set in December. It, it like, very easily could be like a Christmas movie. Exactly. Yeah. And so I I did really enjoy watching it and all these characters. But I was also thinking like, I feel like this would have had a bigger impact at the time it was released. Yeah. Yeah. Watching it now, I was just like, okay, like it's, it's a nice movie, but I wouldn't nominate this for best picture and no? it was no i wouldn't Interesting. <laughs> not today not with what i'm seeing today which what which i thought seeing? was an interesting <laughs> what are you seeing today like belfast <laughs> <laughs> but like what's come out in the last like when i think about the pictures that have won best picture in the last few years i wouldn't necessarily put this i think there is a lack of sophistication with it in a way. Interesting. Yeah. But it's so enjoyable. Like, I really do like this. I just don't think it's as refined as comedies that are typically nominated for Oscars are. Fascinating take. Soup's yeah. fast. <laughs> What's so soup's fast about it for you? Because I think this is such a perfect choice for Best Picture. Really? Yeah, I really do think, especially if you, A, you look at the other pictures that year, we have Titanic, As Good As It Gets, mm-hmm. Goodwill Hunting, and LA Confidential. Mm-hmm. We've actually watched two of those movies for our podcast, and this is the third one from this year. And so, as you said those, I would actually take Full Monty out and put in Boogie Nights. I would have taken out Goodwill Hunting or As Good as It Gets and put in Boogie Nights. Oh, maybe I would kill Goodwill Hunting. I think the full Monty. Oh, so here's my take. Comedies yeah. are hard. Good mm-hmm. comedies, sophisticated comedies, highbrow comedies are hard. 
Yeah. You get a lot of Adam Sandlers. You get a lot of romantic comedies, bad romantic comedies. You get a lot of those kind of like slapstick movies. And this is Mm -hmm. around the time. This is like pre-American Pie, but it isn't like far away from that cheesy kind of what, what comedies kind of were. Yeah. There's so much subtlety in the comedy here. There's like little things. It's very like, it's very nicely written. It's also very, very British. Mm-hmm. Which I love. I yeah. love the British <laughs> style of comedy. I find it very subtle. I find it very clever. It doesn't feel like it's trying too hard. Whereas a lot of Oscar movies feel like they're trying for Oscars. This was just a movie about male strippers that wasn't <laughs> Magic Mike. So it feels very like authentically made. Other movies that then uh, comedies generally just don't get nominated for Best Picture. So if you think about something like... I don't even know if Bridesmaids was nominated the year it was... It wasn't. It was for writing, but it wasn't written. Best Picture. Best Picture. And so, like, I can't think of other comedies that have appeared. The Disaster Artist? Was it Best Picture? No. It's such a hard... It's a very hard hard genre. And it's a hard genre, I think, because comedy in and of itself is subjective. Yeah, that's true. Everyone generally finds certain things dramatic or sad or, you know, things that make them angry. But comedy is like, what, what you find funny is not necessarily what I find funny. So yeah, finding like Jared Leto and House of Gucci. <laughs> finding some universal thread is like really difficult and it can take time. And I find this really does this is universally funny. Like there's nothing about this that is offensive and there's nothing about it that is inaccessible. To you, because I do know I know some prudes in this world. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> yes, that is yeah. fair. I think yeah. there are some prudes who would be like, why would you watch this? This isn't this isn't funny. They would say this. But I also, like, as I was watching it, I kept thinking, like, if they didn't have these accents, like, do I really enjoy this because they're British? Would this still be as enjoyable if they were, like, from Chicago or, like, from somewhere in the world where they don't have these, like, cute, charming accents and say funny things to, to me? I think if they were from Chicago, then they'd have Chicago accents and they'd be saying Chicago things. I don't think the accents have anything to do with it. I think the movie actually taps into some real issues as well. I think the, Yeah, and I did want to talk about this. I think the Mark Addy character, for instance, is so well written and so interesting to watch. You never see... you. I cannot name a single other movie that talks about male image Impotence. issues male impotence and male like like image issues i cannot name a single other movie aside well, from every this. every character in this movie in which i loved seeing has their battle with their confidence yeah. or at least like they have some confidence there and it isn't something that is is talked about and i think it's important it's not a view that people think about like oh people always <laughs> put women with having low self-esteem yeah. like that's the thing but when you talk about it with men it's sort of taboo in a way and it's so Nice to see it in this manner. I think if you tried to do it, like, I think about something like shame, where, like, that's kind of, like, underlined and not even talked about in the movie itself, but you can sense that there. It doesn't work in a dramatic piece. Like, people aren't going to seek that out. But in a comedy, it's so refreshing to, like, see a character actually have those image issues and, like, how they go through it and how it's leading and how it affects the other people in their lives. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I loved watching that, and I do really appreciate that. But it also feels authentic to 
the character and authentic to the sequel. Like, it's not just, we're not talking about his body image issues for no reason. The whole point is mm-hmm. people are going to see you naked. So how does that make you feel overall? I think what's also really great is these are all, they look very different. They also look like regular men. Yeah. They're not Mike. It's not Magic Mike. (laughs) It's not, you know. Which is honestly, though, like, I wish I had seen this earlier because the thing in my back of my mind was comparing this to Magic Mike. But why? They're so different. (laughs) They are so different. And I, I don't love Magic Mike. Like I, I like I'm, Magic Mike. I think it's a, a much better than you think it's going to be. Yeah. Maybe not Magic Mike 2. Did you I never saw hear, though, they have confirmed Magic Mike 3? Why? But it is directed by Steven Soderbergh. Oh, now I'm interested. He's, he's coming back. Okay. He's maybe going to clean up the mess that they made with 2. Because 2 was a schlock fest. The whole point was, like, it was meant for the female gaze. It. And, like... I never saw okay, it but either. That's not the female king. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Addy is actually the female king. So I was just like, I love Mark. No, <laughs> no, no, no. But you know what man. I mean is that like yeah. the whole point was to sell to that the the women who go to Chippendale shows. Like that's yeah. kind of the idea. That's what Magic Mike Two was. This is actually not made for men or women. It's made for an audience. Mm-hmm. That's also why it feels very like accessible. It is nice when a movie doesn't have to put, like, even, I keep talking about it, but even watching House of Gucci, Mm. I was like, this is Ridley Scott trying to make a movie for women, I feel like, and he fails miserably at it. Mm -hmm. I think that that was, like, his approach towards it in terms of fashion and tone. Mm -hmm. And it is really nice to watch something that doesn't kind of specify what gender is going to be interested in this film. Yeah, and you can see anyone watching this. Fine, you got to get past, like, nudity and the fact that it's about strippers and all of that. But I am honestly thinking, I'm like, my mom, who is fairly conservative and very religious, Mm. I could see her enjoying this to some degree still. Because it's not vulgar. No, it's it's not. It's not salacious. It's not sexual either. It's not. It's It's just about a man, men trying to strip. Well, men trying to regain control in their life, right? Like that's men who have really lost control and confidence and are just trying to gain that back in some way. And it's interesting that stripping is kind of where it goes. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that I think this is like, I don't think this is the best thing ever made. Mm -hmm. I do think, though, that this is a very, it's a very well-made film. And I... I agree with you. I do think I really enjoyed it and I found it entertaining. I just like, I don't know, maybe I have that uppity like Oscar Academy Award notion in my mind of like, would this fit the bill? But take that out of it. Take that out of the equation. Take like the fact that it was nominated for Best Picture. And one best score, which I thought was odd. Well, because that was in the weird (laughs) time frame where they had two scores. They had like Mm. best dramatic score and best musical comedy score. The Oscars have that? Yeah, Why would you have that when you never know? Okay, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it was. So that's what They've it was. They corrected that. They corrected so. that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I guess that that's fair then, though. But no, so take that out. Take that out of okay. the equation. And what's your thought process then? You have to give me a moment because I didn't think about sure. that. <laughs> while Mita's doing that, I also want to mm-hmm. talk about then while you, you know, come to that conclusion. Him and ha. Hamanha. This talks about a lot of issues. A lot of issues that 
are pertinent to men, sure, but also like they're universal. There's issues about you know homosexuality. There's issues mm-hmm. about suicide. There's issues about like financial ruin job loss. job loss like how do people deal with that and yes the whole point is to focus around like men and how men deal with it but i also don't, don't find that this ever is alienating to women no it's not the female gaze is like is there but it's so thought out it's very thoughtful and it's not like in your face yeah like yeah. this is meant to be a movie for men in the way that a lot of movies that are meant to be for men aren't like, this isn't Transformers, or this isn't, like, Fast and the Furious 66. It's just, it's a movie about men, and about issues that men really do face, but in a, such a, like, accessible, open forum. And I think that's honestly just so refreshing to watch. Mm-hmm. That's honestly the word that kept coming to mind as I was watching it. Like, oh, this is so refreshing. Yeah. I haven't watched anything like this in a really long time that's had that charm. And then I looked at who wrote this mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, he's so delightful. Yeah, he is. And I wanted to see how you feel about that because you as a writer, I've only ever ri- ri- written, read <laughs> one of your pieces mm-hmm. and it is a very fun and delightful thing. Thank and you. I'm curious what that approach is like because like how do you get to a place like that how do you know what's coming out is going to be because this at the same like while i was watching it i was like this is so realistic too Mm -hmm. like i could totally see this group of guys like coming up with this kind of dumb idea and like going through and this is how it would play out and i was curious about your thoughts on that that's hard comedies are really and that's the other thing writing comedy is really hard and that's why a lot of comedies are improvised like if you look at bridesmaids for instance there's a screenplay but the best scenes in that movie are all improvised and it's all cast with a bunch of improvisers who know what they're doing so you can write jokes and you can write things that when i like when i wrote my film i write jokes and i'm like this would be funny if it's said like this and i've had people read my script be like i didn't get this joke and it's just like oh because you have to you have to say it a certain way and you have to like time the joke and time the performance so when For comedies to work out, I think a lot of things need to line up. The other thing is this comedy is not dependent on sight gags at all. It's a lot of it is situational. And Mm -hmm. then in dialogue delivery, it's performed very nicely. I'm also curious, like, how did this play at award season? Because when you asked me that question to, like, take out the Mm -hmm. uppityness of of the awards, now in my mind, I'm like, okay, but, like, how, how... was this like more indie? Like, was this released like really big? What was the competition like that year? Like, was Harvey Weinstein behind any other movies and really pushing? For- oh, Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I- it's so hard to remove yourself from like what the Academy Awards has done. But I think the thing is, is that in many ways, the bra- the fact that this landed a Best Picture nominee is proof of the fact of how like how how liked it was. Mm. I think people really liked it they really felt connected to it those are the five films they felt connected to fine titanic was titanic but the other four films that were there they were people they were there because people felt an affinity towards them and people Mm -hmm. liked it and this is a insanely charming film it is i'm changing my mind on whether or not i think it should have been nominated i think this is a lot harder to do as well you're well comedy just in general yeah 
harder to do. But it it could like even the character of Gaz could easily just be super creepy yeah. the way he talks about himself yeah. and like his superior confidence yeah. could really be like disturbing. But there's such a like a charm and like delight to it yeah. that you're just like kind of laughing because he's laughing at himself yes. in a lot of ways too, right? And like this could easily be really gross. Um, I thought about the scene like where Gerald is talking to someone and telling them that like he went to swimming lessons and there was like a bunch yeah. of girls there and he got got a hard on yeah. while he was there. And like thinking about that, I'm like that is that's really disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's spoken to in such a nice like cute way. Yeah. I feel so weird saying it. This movie is able to kind of take those juxtapositions and like really sell them. And I I like that about it. I also think that this is the same exact same concept and same movie that could have the same beats and be turned into some like Adam Sandler. Yeah. Something really below the belt and lowbrow and full of dick jokes and full of like just. It could be like a Will Ferrell, John C. Riley. Yeah, exactly. And this is why I feel like there's, very little nudity in here, which is so strange. Mm-hmm. You don't see a single penis. You don't, but you do see some butts. You do see some butts. You do you see, see some, some butts. butts. But yeah. but that's it. And I just feel that, like, well, in America... Also, you don't see penis in movies ever. Oh, you, you, yeah, male frontal nudity is, 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 not, is a not a thing, yeah. really. But I do find that the same movie just in America, if it was made by an American audience, for, for an American audience... It would not be the sophisticated. No. And so and like, I was so surprised when you said it didn't feel sophisticated because that is honestly the word I would use to describe this. Really? Yeah. I just don't. And I don't know what. I think it's that mentality of like, what does an Academy Award yeah. nominated film look like? But I I think it like if I was in 1997, I think I would be feeling different. Or when did you watch it? When did you first see this? I didn't see it until like. After it must have been the two thousands mm-hmm. where I saw it. I didn't watch it right then. I don't know. I when I was watching, I was like, I'm really enjoying this. There's just something, something about it that is goofy, which is really fun and like fun to watch. But I didn't, I didn't have that sense of like this is like a well made comedy. But as we're talking it out, I also just finished it last night, so that could be why I haven't really sat with it and marinated with it too long. But I just didn't feel like the execution was perfect. But when I think about like what you're saying and that comedy is very subjective and that it can mean different things to other people, to be able to pull off something that is so charming and still talk about a lot of issues that are happening mm-hmm. to this day and something that is pertinent and relevant and still have a lot of control over it too because – you think about something like Magic Mike, and I think the appeal to a lot of people are those like dance numbers and sort of like the the clothes that are. But this is more about these men and their stories and like what they what they are overcoming, and I think that that's really strong too. Man, no, you mean I didn't mean to change my mind. I don't want you to change your mind just based on my opinion of it. <laughs> no, I, but like I'm... that's what I'm going through. I didn't. My mentality going into this was like I didn't. I thought it was like a little cheesy, but now as we're talking about, it, I was like, no, you're right. Like, th- this is a really hard film to make. It's a hard film to make well. I think a lot of people yeah. could have made it really... I think a l- there's audiences and directors who could have really made this, like, again, below the belt, super easy, 
gone for the cheap jokes and it would have been simple. Mm-hmm. Like you could have cast the John Belushi type in this and just gotten away. Like Will Ferrell and John C. Reilly, like you're saying, easily yeah. could have gotten away with that. Mm-hmm. Like Adam McKay at his, I will say, worst kind of situation. Did you hear about like the fallout between Will Ferrell and Adam McKay? No, really? Yeah. And Adam McKay is like talking about it now. <gasps> Drama! <laughs> you guys go look that up. It's really interesting. I will. And yeah. <laughs> so did I change your mind then? <laughs> I think you have. It's weird. Like, I, it's just this feeling that I had. So what's the feeling? It's this feeling of just like, this doesn't feel like the caliber of like an Academy Award winning film. Or I was wondering, like, if this came out today, what I was really curious, like, what was Mm -hmm. the projection of this film? How was this release? Was it limited releases? And then it kind of grew from there. And was there somebody that was really like the backbone behind and pushing this? Like, how did this come to be? Because it doesn't. Like, I can't see this being a picture that makes a lot of money in the box office, too. Like, I don't see a lot of people saying, like, let's let's go see the full Monty. Why not, though? It's really, I can't, I'm having a hard time putting it into words. But it's isn't just, this just, like, the little movie that could kind of thing? Like, I saw yeah, this, I saw this like, a little British movie. It's about male strippers. It's really funny. You should go see it. It's kind of, it's, I... I'm feeling like it is like this year's Belfast in which it's just this, but it's not a little Belfast. Belfast isn't, isn't the little movie, movie that, that could, could. Yeah. No, it's really not. I'm trying to think of. Have you ever seen anything times. by Mike Lee, Mike Lee or Lay? I don't know how to pronounce it. No. He made Happy Go Lucky, Vera mm-hmm. Drake. I know what Vera Drake is, but I have not seen Vera Drake. But I'm trying to think in the last few years like what has come out that's been like the little movie that could and the the only thing that really pops into my mind right now that is also a comedy is little miss sunshine yeah this is kind of that idea right yeah. what constitutes little miss sunshine being a best picture nom but not this in in your estimation well i haven't watched little miss sunshine in a really long time it also came out when i was like in high school mm. so we all know that my choices back then <laughs> <laughs> were were interesting to say the least but I think I just don't know enough about this movie. I didn't know anything. Like, that kind of goes into how I view things. Like, what sort of background information mm-hmm. that I have. And now that I'm saying that out loud, I'm like, oh, like, do I want to be that person, though? Do I want to be the person that, like, Needs has to, to know, know the ins and outs? Mm-hmm. Or can I not just sit and enjoy something? Yeah. I'm like, that's really interesting. I'm being very introspective. And I... Who knew the full Monty <laughs> would cause such introspection? It really is. I'm digging I'm digging deep in the theme. <laughs> Any sequel prequel ideas? I want to know what happens with Dave and his wife. And like... If I think they're fine to... in the end. Yeah, I yeah. hope so. I think he gets past really... his insecurities. And I think he like... I think the stripping helps him. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to know... What did this become a one night only thing, or is oh. this like, did they take it to the streets and take it to the <laughs> road? Were they performing all over the UK? I kind of think it would be really interesting if there was like a sequel, maybe if they find out that there is this like big competition for amateur strippers. But see, you've made it so American. <laughs> I mean, it's so like American. just no, that idea like, is so American. No, but even like just the projection of it is so like an American. This feels organic. This feels like if you go to a small town in the UK somewhere, this could happen to people. 
these like That's... weird competitions where like men dance it's like those never exist they're just made for the movies and that construct feels so north american the other thing that i did know that i would like to see is maybe a prequel to when they did all actually work together yeah. and like what that looked like mm-hmm. and how they interacted with one another because they do they have this like fun co-worker chemistry yeah, yeah. i don't know i'm kind of well, I guess I'll tell you once I get to my review how I feel about this one. I will go first to give you some time to really pontificate and think. You really love this word, pontificate. I do. I do like to say pontificate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is a nice film. It's a very mm-hmm. pleasant film. It's a really easy film to watch. I hadn't seen it in a long time. Like, I've seen it a few times before, but I hadn't seen it in a long time. And it was so easy to settle into. It's also yeah. very funny right away. Like, it has mm-hmm. some clever one-liners and that whole sequence where they're trying to steal the beams and then they're caught on this like floating car in the middle of the water and some guy just walks by and he's like how's it going (laughs) there's some like the kid just the kid just walks away there's some like there's some easy easy comedy that is so do you remember this is this is a tangent but i'm going somewhere with it do you remember lavachkal with saif ali khan and deepika Padukone? Yes. So this movie's a lo- it's a romantic comedy and it's about essentially about this couple that breaks up and the whole movie's about whether they can stay broken up. They break up for practical reasons but they're actually in love with each other. It's a really clever film. The funniest line and I remember the when I saw this in theater the move the one that got the biggest laughs. Mm-hmm. There's a, a simple sequence where Saif Ali Khan and Deepika come home drunk and She's pulling out her keys or something, and he's super drunk, and he turns to her doormat, and he's like, so how's your night going? And his delivery is so funny. It's Mm -hmm. such a simple line. He just turns and says, so how's it going? And like, and the theater burst out laughing, because it was just how it was delivered. This movie is full of that stuff. It's Mm -hmm. full of amazing delivery and amazing timing, and people who understand comedy. Like, people who know comedy isn't about the big moments and the big scenes and the, like, someone shitting themselves or, like, whatever it is. And, like, I think Maya Rudolph shitting herself in the middle of a street is iconic. So don't, yeah, don't don't take that the wrong way. But I'm saying that comedy comes from those little things. The real the things, The real yeah. things. Being able to, like, wave to someone and say, how's, it, how's your day going? And, like... That line, it still gets me every time I watch it. It's such a, it's a throwaway. And he turns a throwaway and something that is meant to be a space filler into a moment. And this movie Mm -hmm. is just, it's chock full of those things. It's chock full of things that are not meant to be funny. But it's a perfect alignment of nice writing, good acting, and good directing. And it's, Mm. I think this movie is actually a lot harder to make than it comes off. It's effortless. And it's not easy to get to this point. I think this movie mm-hmm. could have screwed up. I think it could have been cheap. I think it could have been a throwaway. And it's not. I think it ends up being classic. I think it's very sophisticated. Contrary to what Mita thinks. I think it's a very sophisticated. I think it's a very adult film. It's an adult comedy. And I think that's really rare to come by. Because comedy is often about the lowest common denominator. And that's often like teenage boys. At the end of the day. This is a very nice film. It's a really entertaining film. And it's a very, it's a rare piece of filmmaking too. You don't see movies like this very often that really are in control of so much, but make it look so easy. 
And I think maybe I'm not trying to get in your head and I don't want to influence your opinion. But I think maybe that's why it seems like, well, what's the big deal? Because the movie makes it seem so easy. But mm-hmm. we've seen the failed version of this so many times. And so when we watch it successfully, it's kind of just like, well, that was really nice. But that's really hard to get to really nice. I was actually going to go with three and a half stars. But ever yeah. since I've watched this, it has just... I, I, I don't think it's worthy of three and a half. I actually think this is a four star film. Four. Four. Putting her down. Put it down. Okay. I think... Okay, one, are you trying to say I don't understand comedy? <laughs> yes. That's really rude because I am hilarious and I have really great comedic timing. But I would like to say when I brought up that scene about like them sitting on the car and like him just saying hi, you laughed. I did really you, like, laugh. You found yeah. it very funny. <laughs> I, I'm, I don't think this isn't funny. I was really entertained yeah. and I do I do see the effort. But I think when, I, when I'm really like getting in all my feelings and percolating um i think what i meant by sophistication though is the concept itself and i think i'm having Mm. a hard time disassociating the idea that these unemployed men feel the need to start a striptease show in order to to get some money two thousand dollars so not even that much money two thousand dollars two thousand pounds meet that so okay but but Still, also like, remember, <laughs> like, when he goes to the factory and she's paying him $2.50 P. So, thing, like, ta- I'm, I'm, like, economics of it, clearly 2,000 okay, pounds yeah. is a lot more money than we think it is. Mm-hmm. Just so he can have some time with his kid. It's not even full custody. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. And now that I'm saying it out loud, I'm laughing a lot at it. It, it. That, to me, doesn't feel very sophisticated. But I, I do think the actual execution of the movie, which I totally agree with you, is something really hard to pull off. And that is something that has been tried since and has failed miserably. Mm-hmm. It is hard to pull those things off. And I can appreciate that about it. I did really enjoy this. I did laugh. I did love it. There's just this like overwhelming feeling and this is terrible because I can't put it into words. It's just this feeling of just like, this was, this was really enjoyable and lovely, but I don't have that like, I'm going to watch this a thousand times. I'm going to recommend this to a bunch of different people. I think you have to be a very specific person to get it. I don't think this is universally funny like you think it is. I think British humor is not something that everybody gets. And the biggest question that's popping into my mind now is like, are you a person that understands the UK office or do you love the American office? I love both. I can experience both and appreciate them. I think you're the same way too. You understand, you know, you understand Ricky Gervais. Mm -hmm. Like I, I think there are people who see him and see him hosting the Golden Globes and think he's absolutely terrible. And it's like, no, this is actually funny. And it's one of those things that is not universal in the way that you think that it is. And so I think that's kind of what I'm sort of battling. Because when I think about best picture, does it, especially when it's a comedy and it's not something that we see often enough, does it need to be something that all audiences can enjoy? Interesting. Yeah. I And now I percolated and now I'm able to get okay. to my, to my point. It. I feel like... No, no, that's what that's oh, that's okay. it though. But yeah. <laughs> we need to end with a rating, lady. Oh, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> um, but no, I'm glad I talked that out. Yeah. Thank you for letting Absolutely. me talk it out. You know, sometimes you just need 
to talk it out. You do. Yeah. But yes, so I I enjoyed this because I understand from what I think. I understand British humor. Maybe British people would say something different. But um, full of entertainment, lovely story. And also, as we mentioned, really hits on like issues that are still happening. You know, people are losing their jobs in this economy. And like, what kind of toll does that take on a person's confidences, on their mental health, on who they are as a human being, on their loved ones? Like, how does that affect people? And I think this is a really interesting way to look at it in that comedic direction. I enjoy the performances a lot. It could have gone really terrible. They are all very nuanced and able to sort of toe that line of like absurdity, but then... I guess the word of the day is sophistication. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone walks that very nicely. Yeah. And so I am going to give it three and a half stars. Okay. I did enjoy it. I do understand comedy. I'm funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand where you got that. Because at no point was I was just like, I don't think you get it. You literally said, I don't think people understand <laughs> And now I don't remember what you said, but you said something <laughs> along those lines and it really triggered me. Like, do you not think that I know what's funny? No. I, th- <laughs> you I said just think people don't think this is funny. They don't get humor. I don't think they get the nuances. I don't think yeah. like this just isn't, it's not broad comedy. I guess as no. like we've said a lot of words, that's probably the actual thing. It's not broad. It is a very like niche kind of comedy. So I get that. Yeah. As well. It's, it's the UK. Yeah. yeah. But love that this is on Disney Plus. Yeah, too. so random. <laughs> love it. Okay, so three and a half Good. for me. Is that where you started off our conversation at three and a half? Three and a half was my rating. Okay. Yeah, I think you took the my what I didn't like and really ran with it. It's because I did enjoy this movie, and I, I understand that because what I didn't like is so much the opposite of what you yeah. feel towards this. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I, I was always at three and a half. You've just had me thinking about, you had me understanding why I had that initial reaction mm-hmm. to it and why I didn't feel like as I was watching it, I was like, I'm enjoying this, but like, is it that great? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think I also, my, my viewing has been muddled, unfortunately, by a lot of American pictures. America. America. I need to cleanse my palate. That's why you watch British things. I do find watching British things does that has that effect. Mm-hmm. If I'm watching like Western, if I'm in a space to watch like American cinema and I want to like cleanse myself, I do something British usually. Yeah. I feel like if I'm like, oh, I watched Notes on a Scandal, it just makes me feel sophisticated. <laughs> <laughs> Anything with Judy Dench? Well, I just like saying Notes on a Scandal too. It just feels Notes like so like elevated. Notes on a Scandal is whack, man. It's so good though. <laughs> That real, it's a real life story. It's so crazy. It's gross. But anyways, <laughs> we're not here to talk about notes on a scandal, Mita. We're here to do no. something else. Yes. We're here to play. Yes. Different characters. Same, same world. Yes. Okay. This one was a tough one. Okay. So I have two actors from the film and then one is a character from the one of one is a character from the the director's director's previous movies okay okay Okay, nadim okay the characters names are you ready dorothy gale okay 
Beth March. Okay. Gigi. 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 And your timer starts now. Judy Garland. Yeah. Dorothy Gale. Yeah. Beth. Was it Beth March? Beth March. Yeah. Who played Beth? Oh, in the original Little Women? There are a lot. There of are little lots women, of Little Women, and I don't know which one is the original. <laughs> is it? It's not the Winona Ryder one. No, it's not the Winona okay, Ryder. It's the one, one before that, and who's the next one? Gigi. 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 Okay. <laughs> and you have fifteen seconds. Something with Judy Garland. Yeah. Am I watching? Five. S- yeah. St. Louis? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah but see you what's in St. Louis? Name of it? Meet, Meet me, me in St. Louis. Louis. Okay. Yeah. Shang- Louis from St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you gave me <laughs> Louis Vuitton. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm seeing. Yeah, we're watching Meet Me in St. Louis. Oh, okay. Yeah. Clang, clang, clang with the clot trolley. Clang, clang, clang with the trolley. It's a musical, yeah. and it's Christmas. Okay. And um, so Judy Garland is Dorothy okay. Gale. Margaret O'Brien oh, okay. played Beth March. Yeah, I was going to get that. And what I think might have been a Little Woman TV movie, but <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, and then Vincent Minnelli directed Maybe okay. in St. Louis, and he also directed Gigi. Okay. And then he also had a baby with Judy Garland. I'm really surprised I Named got Liza Minnelli. <laughs> what a time to be alive, Mita. Oh, I love it. You picked two back-to-back old movies. Yeah, and they're both from the forties, yeah. which I thought was like, huh? Meet color in That's it, a choice. It? I don't remember. Meet me in St. Louis. <laughs> Let's take a look at what the pictures. Sh- I don't think it is. No, it's not. Oh, it's oh, not. Is it? Is it? The poster is. But there are images. Yes, exactly. Well, we're just gonna be surprised. Clang, clang, clang with the trolley. Clang with the trolley. Ding, ding, I think ding, it is in color. Hell. It has been a very long time since I've seen it. Okay. Yeah, I will say that. Ding, ring, it's in color, ring, I think, though. Most ring. of these pictures are in color. Oh, she's so pretty. Judy? Yeah. Yeah, she was. Oh, the 40s are a cool time, man. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. Okay, good. <laughs> I just know that song, and I know that sequence from Sex and the City. <laughs> I knew you would enjoy that. Uh, Oh, what a time Sometimes I'm embarrassed by my Sex and the City knowledge. <laughs> it's impressive. I like, know. I'll give you that. I've seen, yeah. I've seen more than I want to admit. Before I divulge too much more about my Sex and the City knowledge, Mita, do you want to give us our parting words? I do. You can leave your hat on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good. What an ending. What an ending. You better play. Some older yeah. men butts to end the show. Yep. Yep. That's what it was. Thank you so much for listening, friends. Please like, subscribe, share, and... Rate and review. And we will see you next week for... Meet me in St. Louis? Or meet, meet you in St. Louis? Meet me St. in St. Louis. <laughs> I'm not meeting you in St. Louis. You're meeting me in St. Louis. You'll meet Mitha Nadim in St. Louis as they watch Meet Me in St. Oh, Louis. Yeah. Have a lovely week, friends. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World, sponsored by no one. You can follow us on Instagram at Movies to Watch Pod, on Twitter at Movies the Number Two Watch Pod, on the TikTok at Movies to Watch Pod, or send us an email at Movies to Watch Pod at gmail.com.
As always, keep your pants on and don't forget to smell the Kevin Bacon. You can leave.